Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our city. Hello, everyone. Welcome back again to the Boston Podcast. My name is David Yaz. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you dig this podcast, which is the podcast of your city, folks. After all, it's called the Boston Podcast. The voices of your city and the stories of your city. Ironically, I have a New York boy with me today. Well, he's a New York boy and a D.C. boy, but New York originally. Right, Bruce? That is correct. Bruce Negrin joins the show. And I can tell you right now, this is going to be a fun show. Bruce is uh, a friend. I've gotten to know him a little bit, a music aficionado and a podcaster. And the podcast is Outside Looking In with Bruce Negrin, N-E-G-R-I-N. And um, it is delightful and very angry, Bruce, I would say. Would you agree with that? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah I, you know, I, I like to call anger passion. So, uh, <laughs> One man's yeah. anger is another man's passion. That's that's for sure. Exactly. So, Bruce, um, we have common friends. Originally, Bruce Hales from Westchester County, or as we say around here, Westchester County, uh, New York. And um, t- first off, what tell me? I just learned today what your what your day job is, and we'll start with that because that's no, no offense. It's not as fun as the other stuff we're going to talk about, music and trivia and podcasting. But yeah, tell me what tell me a little bit about your company so they get a shout out. Yeah, we got to start with anything that pays the bills. I yeah, work for a right. company called Z Card North America. Company's mm-hmm. been around for about 22 years. I've been with them about 35, it seems. Uh, but you now, what we do is make fold-out pocket brochures. Anytime you got a lot of information to put into a small space, uh, we've done it for transit. We've done it for a bunch of the colleges up in the area in Boston College, BU. Cool. Uh, so it, it's just anytime, especially now, it's something that's referenceable, it's print product. And everybody thinks print is dead, but I don't believe that. Mm. Print just has its place and it has to be, you know, I hate to use these kinds of words, but uh, there has to be synergy between print and digital. Sure. And uh, that's what we work towards. Yeah if, so you do- been- yeah, if you don't know, sorry to interrupt Bruce, but if you don't know what he's talking about, I'm looking at the, the website now, which is Zcard. Let's see, Z- I'm looking at zcardna.com. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, and um, the, they're, these, they're those, these things that... You know what they are? They're fun. Kids love these things, and I'm a kid at heart. It's like it's credit card size, and then like at least some of them, Bruce. It looks like it's the kind where there's like a like kind of a a stiff cardboard card on each side, but then in between, like accordion style, is the whole map. But then it folds it folds up nicely and fits in your pocket. Boy, you want to switch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I just I love a good gadget, and this is like the gadget of the paper world. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely places where 
industries that it works best, CDBs, transit, uh, health information. Right. You know, anytime, the thing too is that it's it's got a perceived value. So people don't throw it away. It's always in that drawer with the matchbooks and the, yeah, the you screwdrivers, don't want to et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. So yeah, zcardna.com. So um, Bruce, I, I, I've been listening to your podcast and uh, the medical professionals are on their way over the, 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 the health, the people with the white suits and no, I'm just kidding. But Bruce is um, tell me what inspired outside looking in. It is the rare case of a podcast that I enjoy with one voice. It's just you. So tell me the inspiration and what keeps you going on this and why you do it. Well, the inspiration, it's twofold for one uh, outside looking in, it was a podcast when I moved down to the DC area. I came out of New York. I did radio up in the New York area, New Rochelle, New York, cool. and I talked about city issues out of the city of New Rochelle. But then when I moved down here, I felt like a bit of an outsider. So there were things going on. I've always had a political interest. I've always had a community interest. And there were things going on that I said, you know, here's an outsider's perspective, because sometimes you can be so involved that you don't look at the, the broad view of everything. And you miss the obvious. So that's that's pretty much what the the, the uh, podcast was about. I, I wanted to say some things, get it out to some people, and let them know what my thoughts were. Because sometimes I do work out of the house, so I don't have a water cooler. Mm-hmm. And and I found uh, you know it to be much cheaper than therapy. It's and it, it sound, it's you have a lot of great opinions on. And I'm going to play an example in a moment. That's a warning to you, Bruce. But <laughs> the um, it sounds like you're almost. Don't let me put words in your mouth. I don't know where you are politically necessarily. It's it seems like you're possibly politically agnostic. You're you're complaining about things that just need to be complained about. That's the way I the the, the snippets that I've listened to. But you tell me, Dave. You're you're absolutely right because okay. it's uh, you know it's purple. You know there's there's <laughs> yeah. When when you come out of New York State, it's funny because I coming out of New York City, everything is Democrat to liberal to the left. Uh, when I went to school down south and I lived down south for a long time, everything was to the extreme right. Mm. You know, and I'm like, where are the people speaking for me now? You know, I don't like some of this on the left. I don't like some of this on the right. I don't want to go to the extremes anymore. I'd like to go to the middle. And I feel, you know, if, if people have forgotten voices and we all know what's going on now, so we know they're forgotten voices, yeah. but just picking and choosing to what works best for governance instead of going down a mantra and saying, this is what we have to do. There's got to be some flexibility to something and to see what works for the people. And uh, right now, that that's really out of the window. Yeah. Um, and it's just, um, you have a great cadence and a great style, but I'll stop my blabbering. I'll give the listeners an example of this. Here's an excerpt from a recent episode of Outside Looking In with Bruce. It doesn't mean I have to like it. I'm embarrassed by it. It makes me sad. I go into a store. It makes me sad to see people in in gloves and masks and everybody's like oh except the new normal the new normal don't give me a freaking smiley face with the new normal i don't want it it's not the new normal because if this is the new normal that means we've given up and we quit we've quit i know i don't have an answer for it and like bruce what's going on i guess we got to wait for a vaccine or so but this is not the new normal shut the hell up with the new normal (laughs) if you accept this then you're a loser that's the way i feel about it it's time to fight. Don't accept just because we had to go through seven weeks of probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I was talking to my kids. I was like, boys, this will never, this has never happened again. I've been through 9-11. I've been through all a bunch of this stuff. But I said, this is unprecedented. I mean, everybody 
the new normal. But we can't accept it like that. Are we Americans? Are we going to fight? Is the world going to fight? So that's there's an, ex- there's an example of one of your rants, which is great. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts, Bruce. But when when I emailed you recently, I said you remind you're like a modern day Howard Beale. Now, did you get that reference? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've opened up the window many times. So so we're mutually talking here about the movie Network and the character Howard Beale, who is a respected news anchor. And one day he just kind of flies off the rails and decides he's going to be super honest. Here's a clip. This one runs, I think, about 90 seconds, but it's worth it. This This is that famous clip. Now, you tell me if it sounds familiar. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians. This is really close to home, isn't it? All I know is that first, (laughs) you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. Let's go, Bruce. You and me. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, (laughs) open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. (laughs) Bruce was yelling. I don't know if the mic picked you up. (laughs) Well done. Now, come on. I'm not crazy. You, you, um... I don't know if you... I don't think you're intentionally borrowing from this this movie character from the 70s, but... um, that sounded pretty similar to me, right? Yes, yeah, scarily. It's a little too similar to me now as well. <laughs> well, there, well, t- well, tell me if, if you, and it's not, it's not just your style, but it's, it's actually that movie was for, for many reasons was predictive of the future. And we can talk about that in a minute, but, but the, I mean, it's, it's not completely on point, but he's talking about people in their homes and staying at homes and, and they're, you know, lonely and, bottled up and it sounds like these times doesn't it a little bit yeah very much so very much so it's just it's funny though it's like in the 70s i got to see all these movies when i was 10 years old or nine years old because my parents were too cheap i just figured it out they were too cheap to get babysitters (laughs) so they took you to the movies with them yeah inappropriate two movies i couldn't see was uh saturday night fever and jaws but uh (laughs) yeah but i saw everything else but no it's it's when he speaks and when everybody speaks it's like I, I don't want to be labeled as an angry person because overall I'm pretty fun to be with, but there are times where you have something that you're passionate about. And again, I'm saying passion and anger, but it's people will just refuse to see. And if you don't talk to them in a certain way, everyone's like, uh, you know, it, it seems like the angry person does get, get, uh, the attention, right. but, uh, you know, when it's 15 minutes and, and it's just yourself, you start talking to yourself 
And then you realize, I mean, it, it's one of these things where you just want to get the message out. The thing is, I try to offer some kind of solution every once in a while. This is what you have to do, or this is what you should try to avoid. So I don't appreciate people who just yell at the rain, right, right, shout right. at the rain, but sometimes you got to give, sometimes you got to make the case to let everybody know what you, where you're coming from. Well, the new version of that is the people on social media who it's seemingly on a daily basis now are um, hand-wringing and just saying, I can't believe what this country has become. This is not the America I grew up in, you know, um, and just kind of going on and on about how they're very sad and they're very hurt by this. And um, I'm cynical, but I think a lot of these people, they're my friends. So as, as it happens, I don't consider myself a snob, but a lot of these people are people who are either upper, upper middle class, or let's just say these are not the people who are on the verge of being homeless in America. They're not. They, they have a lot to be thankful for. And they somehow think that pouring out this lament on Facebook is going to help things. Is that, is that um, am I barking up your tree, Bruce? Absolutely. Yeah. Boy, that's the easiest thing in the world. You right. know, we're without action. And that's something that I don't like. And you asked about the podcast before. That was part of it. In a, in a lifetime ago, I ran for city council because I could espouse all my views from the couch. But what good is that doing? My yeah. family hears it. You know, let's go out and see what we can do and try to affect change or affect change. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's too easy. Social media makes you feel like because you've put it out there that, oh, OK, I'm absolved from everything. Your life isn't different just because you wrote two two paragraphs about how guilty you are about something, right? You know, and it, it's 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 too easy, and everything's become a little bit too easy. And again, I mean, I'm 52 years old. I've turned into a curmudgeon. You know, it's like, <laughs> an, enter an entertaining one, though. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. That one, one example, Bruce. Sorry if I cut you off there, but I I noticed someone. I don't know if this is apples to apples uh, related or not, but. Someone posted that uh, David Price, who is he kind of got run out of town here in Boston, the, the pitcher who's now a player for the, the Dodgers. He he was not beloved in this town. He had a feud with broadcaster Dennis Eckersley. He was always kind of a whiner, quite, quite frankly. He's very high paid, of course. He's on the Dodgers and he donated uh, a quarter of a million dollars so that every one of the minor league players in the Dodgers system could at least get a thousand bucks to maybe help him through a couple weeks while they're not getting i guess they're not getting paid yeah anyway um and right away when someone posted that someone else chimed in and said what an asshole what an pr what an asshole pr move he's always been a jerk all baseball players are over overpaid jerks and i fired back at the guy I said at least he did something like you're on the couch criticizing him <laughs> like like maybe he is an asshole but he's he's an asshole that that paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars more to help some people that might need it than i did you know yeah. So, yeah. Know. You know what, though, Dave? The thing, too, is everybody thinks that every cause has to resonate with somebody. It's not every cause. What yeah. resonates with you? Yeah. And then you do something. He was he rode those buses. He went to Vanderbilt, actually, a school that I went to. Oh, so is that I, right? Okay. Yeah. So he pitched there. And uh, I mean, he, he went through the minors. He'd seen it. This is sure. what it resonates with him. And this is what he feels how he can help. You know, and it's it's tangible for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a tangible help instead of, you know, one of the things that get to me now, it's like with the COVID crisis going on, uh, you know, donate to charity. Uh, who is this money going to? And I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. Don't yep. misconstrue my words here. But it's like, I would rather, it's like the Red Cross wants money from me. I want to give them blood. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that's the kind of thing where you know where it's going to go to somebody to help. Otherwise, just like everything else, like social media and everything, it's like in the atmosphere, you know, in, in the atmosphere, no one knows where it's going to land. Right. And that's the kind of thing. So, so David Price, good for you. You're right. He can bitch and moan. He put his money where his mouth is mm-hmm. and he put it to a cause that is going to help people. You're right about the, I, I always get slightly suspicious about, uh, some charities there was a there was a, a joke they made on the family guy about how paul newman you know you see the paul newman um he's since passed away of course but for years he and, and it's still on the shelves these salad dressings right and, and on the label it says all the proceeds go to charity but it does, never says what charity it is and on the family guy they imagined something where it was going to like al-qaeda which <laughs> which, which i assume is not true but the joke was like you you don't know you don't know what charities are going to you have to take you know paul and and paul's descendants words for it um yeah just on the flip side of that yeah. uh, you remember that quentin bush hurricane katrina fund yeah of course yeah so so they put it together i donated to that i had a lot of people in the new orleans area that i was i was like okay we could help rebuild it i get a letter about a year later saying the funds have been transferred to something else oh boy what yeah how about you send them back then i know wow that's (laughs) strange because i imagine there are still people suffering from katrina that was this is a mess outside looking with bruce negrin you can find it I, i imagine wherever you find podcasts Bruce, right? Apple Podcasts yeah. and such. Um, and I mean, ever any ideas in the future? I mean, you, okay, so I'll, I'll full disclaimer, you and I are talking about maybe bringing you into the Pod 617 family. Maybe that'll work out. Maybe it won't. But just as, as a question about the future of the pod, would you welcome guests on? Or do you think it's, it's, it's uh, the vision of this thing is originally just your voice? Well, it's, it's, it's funny because sometimes guests can derail what you're thinking about it's it's if you segment it enough to where you have your time to say what you have to say mm-hmm. otherwise because as as a host of a sh- previous show i've had to you know you have to lay out and engage the guests sort of like you're doing with me mm-hmm. so i I'm mean trying. your opinions yeah i mean you have <laughs> opinions i'm sure you do but it's like you're you're opening it up to me to give me a voice here so but yeah anybody who has something to say and can say it in you know, in a non-rambling form, yep. I, I would be very open to. Yeah, it's, and now's, I mean, I think just the, the perfect time for it. What, and, and we, we, we don't have time for all of your thoughts, Bruce. You, you need to go to the podcast library, but, but um, where's your head now with this pandemic? Are you, are you upset that it's still going on? Do you, do you, what is it that's kind of top of mind for you? You're probably got a little bit of regret about the, the riots and all that business, but I'm just curious as to what about this whole situation is, is bothersome or maybe even encouraging. Well, the bothersome, the, the thing that bothers me, the deep, the, the pit in my stomach is that it's time lost. Yeah. It will never be gotten back. No matter if you have an easy pass or whatever, it's never coming back. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Because it, it's just, I look at my kids, I look at someone, I was looking at the people talking about the college seniors, you know, what a shame that they don't have graduation. Agreed. I feel bad for the high school seniors because they don't have graduation and then they might go to their new horizon, their new experience and have nothing. Yeah. Unfortunately at home. That's my son Griffin. You're describing, unfortunately. And yeah, and that's, and that's not only that, but like on top of it and Griffin's an upbeat kid and he kind of rolls with the punches and I think he's just enjoying how much he gets to sleep until 11 every day. <laughs> but, but nevertheless, he had his uh, summer camp canceled. He's a, he's a counselor, would have been a second year counselor at his beloved summer camp. He um, doesn't get graduate. You know, they're going to do something on Sunday, but um, yeah. it won't be the same. Um, 
And then, yeah, who knows? Next year, he's off to the UMass Honors College, and I, I hope it's relatively normal. On top of everything else, he's been quarantined from his girlfriend, and I don't. And she's going to a different school next year. So the poor kid, you know. Yeah, I mean, talk about waking up one day and just having the lives, you yeah. know, divergent path on everything. But the thing that gets me about this too is that uh, you know we've gone through seven, eight, nine weeks of this, and now everybody just thinks. It's like even the mayors and the governors, even the ones who were very strict about what's going on. Memorial Day comes. Well, let's open up this. Let's yeah, open up that. Yeah. It, it just seemed like if we could wait it out, then we could wait it out. But who knows what the future's bringing with this stuff? But uh, that's what's so I, frustrating. The, the rules, the rules seem like they they change here and there. And yeah, we're all there. There is. I don't know if you've noticed this. Have you noticed anything? Any a, a little bit of a nicer spirit among people? Like just when you're in the supermarket and things. Maybe it's maybe I'm being a Pollyanna here, but I seem to notice some people maybe being a little more courteous and nicer than they would have out of the spirit of yeah, hey, this sucks, but let's all come on, everybody, hang in. You know, it's interesting that you say that. After nine eleven, I found that in the New York area, I was downtown working downtown at that time. So that's where I really found it. People—that's the most I've ever connected with people, and people connected with me, strangers. Here, where I live now, you know, we're sort of in an enclave. I mean, not rich or anything, but just an enclave away from stuff. Uh, the COVID numbers aren't very high right here, even though they're high in the county. It's just—I haven't found that right now. Okay. I found, you know, and it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, it's that it can go either way. I mean, people yeah, are obviously upset as well. And I've, I've, I've had in addition, it, I kind of, maybe it's a good uh, symbol of things on the highways and maybe it's me, but I notice I notice some people seem to be driving more careful than they used to. They're actually social distancing in their cars, <laughs> <laughs> but then others are fucking maniacs all of a sudden. I'm, I've been cut off the more times in the last month than I can remember. And I'm not even driving that much, but I think some, yeah, some people are just losing it, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. I mean, I, I, I could see, I could see that in a lot of people. I've been accustomed to this lifestyle just because of working out of the house. Right. And, uh, but so it, this is not that much of a change for me other than taking care of the kids from nine to three, mm -hmm. you know, that, that that's where the adjustments come. Well, Bruce, you're unprepared for this, but we're going to play a game called Wicked Smart. That's it's still even though you're a New York uh, DC guy, uh, this is still the Boston podcast, and so um, it's it will be painless. It will involve music, and we'll talk about that in a minute, Bruce. But before, oh, I was, go I was going to show you my knowledge. You know the 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 great cod in the state house. <laughs> I don't see. I don't. <laughs> That must be one of those things like the the Freedom Trail or the duck boats, like even local, even even I don't know what that what is the cut? What is does the cod represent something special? The cod on top of the stage? Tell me. I saw it on I saw it on Mysteries at the Museum one time, my kids and I, and then we went to visit the State House and we saw it like, oh, look, TV. That's funny. OK, well, the next next week on the Boston podcast, 90 minutes on the cod at the State. I don't know. Um, we're going to play Wicked Smart before we do. Just let me take a quick minute to tell you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. If you'd like your own podcast, you can have one, kids. Now is actually a great time to do it. You got some time on your hands. You're at home, just like Bruce screaming at the top of his lungs in his basement and producing some fantastic content. We at Pod 617.com will send you out a USB microphone, not a crappy one, one of the good ones. We'll get started and you'll be a podcast star in no time. And also, if you'd like to be a guest on this show or if you know someone, maybe a client or a friend has a restaurant, a business or something, they want to keep the marketing wheel rolling during this pandemic, then just email me, david at pod617.com. We'll get you on the show. No fee, no strings attached. Now, let's play Wicked Smart. All right. I'm smart. 
So, just because you're not from Boston doesn't mean you can't be wicked smart. So, what I've done, Bruce, is I've assembled a few clips of songs all relating to the city of New York or the general area of New York or something. And because you're a music fan, I would I would not uh, embarrass you by giving you something like the Sinatra song, New York, New York, or Billy Joel's New York State of Mind. No, 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 no. These will be at least slightly harder than that. So as you're revving up your brain for this exercise, um, I should mention that you were a guest on my other show, Past Tens, a Top Ten Time Machine, which I co-host with my buddy Milt. And uh, did you have fun that day? I hope you did. I had a great time. Yeah. I had a great time. Uh, boy, I, I love that podcast. I Thank mean, you. it's and it's funny because I tell all this to my, some of my other friends, and I think they've actually might have written you guys mm-hmm. <laughs> offering suggestions. This is what you should do. I was like, just listen. Stop yeah. bothering the guys. <laughs> just listen. Yeah, it's funny. We have I, I checked the other day, and we have dozens of, of good reviews and comments on iTunes. But every one of them seems to have a little bit of a a uh, objection of <laughs> like you know they'll give us five stars where they go I do wish they should do more seventies or I do wish they should do more eighties or nineties or whatever your music taste if I if memory serves is seventies and eighties yeah seventies and eighties around ninety five is when I stopped listening. <laughs> to anything current right exactly I mean yeah. there, there's some stuff but not uh, I couldn't. If any of these New York songs come up in the last 10 years, I'm in trouble. Yeah, well, probably not. (laughs) I think you're okay. I don't think people write songs about New York anymore. But but the the thing is that I share that for you. And I never thought I'd be one of those, you know, get off my lawn, grandpa. You know, I don't understand this music today. I actually worked as a DJ as a part-time gig around something about 10 years ago maybe a little more than that so and i actually like the hip-hop music of like you know jay-z and rihanna and stuff you could really dance to and then that went away and now it's all it's unrecognizable melodies to me it's like and it's like what's the point of the song yeah so you don't listen so you listen to the radio unless it's classic radio i guess well it's interesting i mean just one quick aside yes you know, I'm, I'm my father's age, if you understand what I mean. When I was a kid, my dad was this age. So, yeah. but he used to have in, in his car, we never touched his radio. He had this uh, WNEW, not the FM, but the AM, which was like the big ballroom. Okay. He would listen to jazz and do all this. And now I see people who are between 30 and 40 who are listening to the same stuff as their kids. There's no differentiation anymore there's no line of delineation where everybody's listening to the same music so parents know drake and kids know drake and the kids don't really discover much new anymore because all the stations are the same yeah here's some of your dad's music here bro this is actually a great song i love the song benny goodman of course kind of a long intro Right. There we go. Here comes the good part. I remember seeing the movie Swing Kids, which wasn't very good, but it but the 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 term Swing Kids, I assume, was true to life. It referred to people who were into that kind of music and would sneak out 
laid into these places and listened to this music, which is was just kind of laughable for our generation that that was the rebellious music of the time, you know? Yes, exactly. So, yeah. All right. So let's get to the game. I've, I've been yammering on too long. Um, we will start you off with uh, a relatively easy one. Tell me what song this is uh, with a New York theme. Go ahead. <laughs> no sleep till Brooklyn. That's right. Brooklyn. Absolutely right. Um, did you catch the um, Beastie Boys doc? I still have not yet. Have not. Yeah. Um, I'm like your partner on the past ten. Yep. Uh, if I sign up for it, I'll never get off of it. Yeah, that's true. You have to sign up for um, Apple TV or some stuff. Which I, I bought an Apple TV device years ago get off my lawn ghost of steve jobs i already paid for that shit anyway um but no i yeah i signed up for it i'm probably paying for it now and not using it all right uh let's see let's get the one kind of recent song out of the way here we go Yeah. What's the name of the song? New York State of Mind. Close. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Uh, Empire Empire State of Mind. Yeah, Empire State of Mind. I mean, I know it's Jay Z, but uh, yeah, that song has been kind of forgotten, and and um, I'm not sure why because it's a great tune, and and they used to play it a lot. Of, Maybe they still do play it at Madison Square Garden for sporting events. I mean, when we used to have sporting events. Um, All right. Next song about New York. This one should be pretty easy. I am just a poor boy, though my story is seldom told. I squandered my resistance. I know it's Paul Simon. Yeah. Such a promise what is it from 1966 is that what you said no this, this was on your podcast no well not no not the, no that was i am a rock so but thank you for listening but no we're gonna need an answer sounds like one. all right we forgive you that's the that's the boxer Paul Simon and Garfunkel, the the boxer, which you should know a little bit, of, if for no other reason, then that was that was the song that Paul, Paul Simon sang on Saturday Night Live following 9-11 when he was on with Giuliani. You remember that? Come on, Bruce. Bruce is shaking his head in, in self-disappointment. That's OK. Let's Dave, move I'm on. trapped in a basement yelling at people. <laughs> you know what? Um that might be a better name for your podcast. I, when I was listening to the last one, I was writing down things that um, could be also be the name of your podcast that you were screaming. Like like you were saying, I mean, I'm a normal guy. I mean, I'm nothing if not normal. I'm what was it? It was it was it was even better. And um, but scre- sitting in my basement, scream- a guy sitting in his basement screaming. You got a title right there. OK, next song. That's Lou Reed, Walk on the Wild Side. Yes, very good. All right, enough you, Lou. Let's give, uh, let's give Bruce the... All right, which I had been neglecting. Um, so uh, I didn't even know that song was about New York, but I'm not a Lou Reed guy. Are you a Lou Reed guy? Not really. In and out. Yeah. In and out, you know? But uh, That's a good... That, I remember loving that tune when I was a kid. It's like kind of... 
made you feel a little dangerous if you like the loop. Yeah, exactly. Or you know? What's uh, that about? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, I've got two left. Two. Here we go. Got it. It's Billy Joel. It is Billy Joel. It's not New York State of Mind. No. The box. It's a Miami 210 something something. We'll, <laughs> we'll give it to you. It's Miami 2017. Go, Billy. Really a, a creative song that it, I always loved it as a kid. It was on his live album. I know you a Billy Joel fan. I assume everybody from New York is, no? <laughs> yeah, you have to be. You have to be. So the the song is called Miami 2017 it was written in the 70s and it imagined a day in 2017 when new york had been blown up or something and some people said it it, it almost predicted 911 it and um we all live here in florida now and i saw i've seen the lights go the you know and it describes this disaster in new york and it turns out the reason why he wrote it is i guess he had spent some time out in la and people were saying, you got to come back to New York because it's a mess. Because, um, I mean, you'll recall more vividly than I, you, you know, you can walk through New York these days as a tourist. And in most areas of Manhattan, you feel very safe. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like um, kind of a dirtier version of Disney World in certain places. Mm-hmm. And, um, but at the time, I mean, do you remember those days when New York was, was, was pre Giuliani was like a mess? Yeah, uh, I, I got a couple stories about that for sure. But yeah, yeah and in early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, just yeah. before Giuliani. I mean, everybody could say what they want about the guy, but he he made the city into what it was for the next 25 years, 30 years. Yeah, it's you almost know, like... He's gone crazy now. Yeah, but. I know. There were two different Giuliani's. I really want the old one back. He was he was very cool. And I was, I was, I've been uh, raised by bleeding heart liberals, so I wouldn't, wouldn't have been conditioned to root for a Republican. But it felt like everybody was rooting for him after 9-11. And he was just... He, he was, that was true leadership. And then, you know, somewhere up 10 years ago or so, he got off his meds. Anyway, we're up to the last one. This is a harder one. I think I saved the hardest one for last. So good luck, Bruce. We're all counting on you. <laughs> Back in the New York group. There you go. Bruce Negrin. Outstanding performance on Wicked Smart. I was was the only guy who bought all four solo Kiss albums. (laughs) Did you really? I didn't know there were four. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I'll bring it up for just another sec. This is a great song. I mean, who knew Ace really could even sing, really? But, um, (laughs) yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, you did well. You've you acquitted yourself well. You're always welcome back on the Boston Podcast, Bruce. Once again, everybody, please listen to the podcast Inside Looking Out with Bruce Negrin. Find it where you find your podcasts. Any other shout outs you want to give, Bruce, before we depart? No, Dave, I, I keep doing what you're doing because I enjoy you know, I, I've started listening to the the network yep. uh overall and I and there are about five or six shows or Oh cool that I really enjoy. Yeah, we do everything. Thanks for the uh, segue into a plug, which you didn't ask for, but uh, we, (laughs) we produce podcasts for for, for, for professionals, for people who just want to do it as a hobby, everything from cannabis to, you know, estate planning law. Cannabis ones are usually a little bit more interesting, but no offense to the lawyers out there. So, and we'll, um, so we like that we work across a, a swath of disciplines and interests, but, um, 
I love yours, Bruce. So you keep your voice going because we need to. I, I feel like we're we're both versions of uh, Christian Slater in the movie Pump Up the Volume. Did you see that movie? No, it was. It was uh, I would I would recommend it, but you know what? Don't. It, he was he was a high school kid who was very shy, and the only way he could sort of get his yayas out was to talk on a ham radio, which essentially made him a mini broadcaster. And then, um, you know, trouble set in and the and the 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 man tried to put Christian Slater down, but he said, be heard. And the movie sucked. So don't see it. All right. We got to go. Anyways, thanks for listening to the Boston podcast. Once again, if you want your own podcast, go to pod 617.com. If you'd like to be a guest on this show, email me at David at pod 617.com. On behalf of my pal, the angry young man, the modern day Howard Beale. Go to the window and say you're not going to take it anymore. And then thank Bruce Negrin. Thank you, Bruce. On behalf of Bruce, my name is, my name is Dave. And I'm not going to take it anymore because I can't say my own name. I'm just a guy from Boston. If you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. Remember, go to the window. You can do it. I'm going to take it over. I am a father. I'm fine. It's finally sinking in.